Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I am your own. I am your own. To the day you will come again. Jesus, I am your own. I am your own. I am your own. To the day you will come again. Jesus, I am your own. You are my melody. You are my sanity. To the day Christ will come again. Jesus, I am your own. I am your own. I am your own. To the day you will come again. Jesus, I am your own. You are my melody. You are my sanity. To the day you, you come again. I am your own. I am your own, Yara. So the day Christ will come again. Jesus, I am your own. You are my melody. You are my sanity. So the day Christ will come again. Hallelujah. I am your own, Jesus. I am your own. I am your own. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I am your own. I belong to you. And you belong to me. Amen. I am your own. Thank you, Father God. Where will I go? If you leave me now, where will I stand? Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I am your own. If you leave me now, where will I go? If you leave me now, where will I stand? Oh, Jesus, 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 I am your own. Hallelujah. If you leave me now, Jesus, where will I go? If you leave me now, where will I stand? Oh, Hallelujah, Jesus, you, you are my own and i am your own amen your own i am your own yeah yeah will come again jesus i am your own i am your own i am your own to the day you will come again Jesus, I am your own. You are my melody. You are my sanity. Till the day you will come again. Jesus, I am your own. I am your own. I am your own. 
where will I go? If you leave me now, where will I stand? Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Where will I go? If you leave me now, where will I stand? Oh, Jesus. I am your own. Where will I go? If you leave me now, where will I stand? Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Roka shatariata Thank you, Jesus. If you leave me now, where will I go? If you leave me now, where will I go? Huh? If you let me go, Jesus, where will I stand? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Where will I stand if you let me go? Where will I go if you leave me now? I am yours. From the beginning to the end. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just continue to worship him. Let's continue to be in his presence. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Teach me, Lord, to know your way, to know your truth. Let's ask the Lord to teach us teach us his ways, to teach us his truth. Amen. Teach me, Lord, to know your way, to know your truth. Lord, I want to know you better than I know you. Teach me, Lord, to know your way, to know your truth. Jesus, hallelujah, this is his presence, his presence, <clears throat> the presence of the Lord is here, and it is so powerful, hallelujah, 
if you can feel his presence, you are to say, you are to say hallelujah. You are to praise his name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Teach me, Lord, to know your ways and to know your truth. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. That is your daily prayer. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord, to know your way, to know your truth. Hallelujah. Rid me of the pride of this world so that I can see you clearly. Teach me, Lord, to know your ways. Hallelujah. Strip me of the pride of this world so that I can see you clearly. Teach me, Lord, to know your way. Thank you, Jesus. That's the presence of the Lord, folks. When the Lord is working on you, he's working on you. The question is, will you allow the Lord to work on you today? Amen? Hallelujah. That is your daily prayer. It should be your daily prayer. Ask the Lord. Teach me, Lord God. Teach me your ways. Teach me your ways. Rid me of the pride of this world so that I can see you clearly. Teach me, Lord. 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 That should be our daily prayer. Teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Teach me your ways. I want to get to know you better. I want to be able to hear when you're speaking to me. I want to be able to know the difference, to be able to hear your voice. All in Keep on calling. Draw, draw me into you, Lord God. Keep on coming. Draw and thy will answer. Have we answered his call? Have we answered God's call? When he draws unto us, do we answer him? Amen? Huh. Call and thy will answer. Keep on drawing. Drawing thy will come. Thank you, Jesus. Keep on calling. Lord God, keep calling and I will keep answering. Amen? Have you answered his call? Have you answered his call? Thank you, Lord. Keep on drawing. Drawing thy will come. Hallelujah. Better than I know you. Teach me, Lord, to know your ways. To know your truth. Rid me of the pride of this world. 
Hallelujah. Teach me, Lord, to know your ways and to know your truth. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Teach me, Lord, to know your way, to know your truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, <laughs> amen. I, I hope that you are able to feel i hope you're able to feel and to know that the presence of the lord is now with us he never left us but if you want god to come, come to come down from where he is you want his spirit to be in your environment it is important that we worship and that we worship him in spirit and in truth amen so, before we get started, uh, let's start out with prayer, as always. Um, I welcome you into our fellowship this week. Uh, this is Fearless for Christ, and I'm so glad to be here with you again. So, Father God, we come humbly and we come boldly before your throne. Lord God, I pray over every listener that is tuning in with us at this moment. I pray that their ears are opened, that their eyes are opened, and that their heart is open to receive the message the message that you have for them today as you use me as your vessel father god i pray that those who are tuning in those who are listening in right now i pray that they encounter with you not just today but every day i pray that they encounter with you i pray that when they see my face it is not i that they see but it is the face of Jesus Christ that they see. When they hear my voice, it is not my voice that they hear, but it is the voice of him who has delivered them from their sin. And I pray that the presence that they feel at this very moment is not my presence, but it is the presence of the Holy Spirit. Father God, I ask that you give us mercy. We need your mercy. The world needs your mercy. The nations need your mercy. I need your mercy. Those who are listening need your mercy. Father God, grant us <clears throat> your mercy because we know that your mercy endureth forever. We need your mercy, Lord God. Father God, position your angels, excuse me, around our homes. Position your angels. 
around us in our comings in and our goings out. Position your angels to take charge over our lives. Position them to take charge over our prayers, over our worship. And heal those, Father, who are sick. Heal those who are in pain. We know that there are people that are in hospital beds at this very moment, close to death. But Father God, it is through your spirit that miracles take place. It is through your spirit that the dead can be raised to life. And it is in your spirit that those who are sick are healed and restored. And it is in your name that we pray as you send us your Holy Spirit to be not just among us, but to be in us, to work through us. It is in your name that we pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. When I was thinking about what to discuss this week, um, something happened to me last night and it goes along with what we were discussing, I'd say over the past two weeks, um, or even during the past week. We talked about calling. What is calling? What is a calling? And <clears throat> When I ask myself this question, what is a calling? I also had to come to the fact that everyone who has been called is every believer who has repented of their sins, who died to their old selves when they died with Christ and who rose into their new selves with Christ. At the very moment that you have become a believer, at that very moment that you repented and accepted Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior. It's at that very moment that you, in receiving the, the power of the Holy Spirit, which is also the power of anointing, at that moment you've received the calling over your life. And I wanted us to, to continue uh, th this conversation about answering the call. But before we can continue, we have to discuss what is a calling. Amen? 
so when we answer the call by its very nature as i've said before and i'll, and I'll keep saying it again once you've answered a call you've answered to responsibility and in being responsible you're also being obedient amen we've heard the call we acknowledge at the same time the responsibility of that calling we're not only responsible to to ourselves to answer that calling to say yes but we're, but first we're responsible to god and our calling is where we exercise that responsibility as i've said before and as you move forward to understand what the calling is i wanted to to bring forth uh, some some scripture and i wanted us to start at second timothy 1 9. in second timothy 1 9 it says who has saved us and called us with a holy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace which was granted us in christ jesus from all eternity when we were saved, we were also called to a holy calling, not according to what we can do, but according to God's purpose and the grace that he granted us in his son, Christ Jesus, for all of eternity. Amen. So when we look at what the calling is, we can't just look at the calling as a job that we've been called to do in the sense of working nine to five. No. The calling of God is eternal. It is a spiritual calling. It's, it's a calling that is not purely physical, even though we are living in a physical world. It is a calling of the spirit. Amen. When we look at Ephesians 118, if you would turn with me there, Ephesians 118. It says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened <clears throat> so that you will know what is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? My prayer 
through this verse, through Ephesians 1.18, is that your eyes, the eyes of your heart may be opened so that God will reveal to you what the hope of his calling is upon your life. So when someone says, or better yet, when the Bible speaks of being transformed by the renewing of your mind, in the book of Romans, being transformed by the renewing of your mind is knowing that God has called us and has set us apart in his kingdom. We are therefore redeemed and justified by the greatest evidence of love on earth. And the greatest evidence of love on earth is what? It is the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ on the cross. Since we now have been justified, and I'll pause there so that we can unpack what it means to be justified. Because we have to know what does it mean to be justified in order for us to understand what a calling is, what God's calling is upon our lives. We have to understand how we've been justified to then be called by God. When you were saved, when you were baptized and received the Holy Spirit, at the same moment, you've repented of your sins. You've repented of every dark deed done to you and you've repented of every dark deed that you have probably done to others. You've repented of the hearts and pains, things that have happened in your life that were either willing, that were willful, that you had a hand in, or things that happened in your life that you had no control over. And when you repented of all of those things, of your sins, you gave your sins to Jesus because Jesus became sin on the cross for us so that we would have life more abundantly. And when you died to your old self and were raised with Christ to, into a new creation, Jesus, by his act of sacrificial death on the cross, then justified you you became justified. And once you've been justified, because remember, you allowed Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior, and you died to your old self and allowed his spirit to come and live in you. Now, when God looks at you, when he sees you, 
He no longer sees filthy rags. He no longer sees the dirt that was on you and in you. No, now he sees his son, Jesus Christ. He sees the face of Jesus in your face. He sees the spirit of Jesus in your spirit. Because now you have become one with Christ. You have been justified. And when you've been justified, and God now looks at you as a new creation in Christ, at that very moment when you received the power of the Holy Spirit, when you received the power of anointing, you also have received the calling of God upon your life. You've received that responsibility unto God, to be obedient unto God, and the journey towards sanctification within your calling can now begin. As we look towards the cross of Jesus Christ. And now that you are in this process of sanctification. In other words, you're in this process of holiness. Of becoming holy. Of submitting all of your thoughts, your actions, your conduct, your behavior, everything that you say, you are now in the process of being cleansed from that which is not pleasing unto the Lord. You are now in this process of sanctification. as you seek daily the cross of Jesus Christ, as you seek his face daily. You're in this process. And we'll always be in this process of sanctification, of, of being cleansed by God's Holy Spirit on a daily basis. This is what it means to be a saint. A living saint who lives by the living word of God. Who answered the call of God. So when we go back to Ephesians 1.18. Where it says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. So that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? I'll read it again. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? You know what the riches of the glory of God is? The riches of God's glory is his calling upon our lives. When we were justified, 
by Jesus Christ, who was sacrificed on the cross for our sins so that we would be saved, so that we would be able to live life more abundantly. We were then justified. And at the same time that we were justified, we also received the inheritance of the Holy Spirit who dwells in us once we have accepted his spirit. We received the inheritance of his calling upon our lives. And we, we received the inheritance of sanctification. in our lives. So as we look towards the cross, we have to understand that part of our progress towards holiness is so that the spirit of God, the spirit of the living God can then be glorified through us. Amen. So some might question, well, how is it possible to become Holy, how is it possible to be sanctified? Well, it's simple. You turn with me to James 4, verse 7. James 4, verse 7 reads, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And then it goes on to say in verse eight, because the Holy Spirit, I felt the tug of the Holy Spirit uh, telling me to, to keep reading. And I have to listen when the Holy Spirit speaks. In verse eight, it says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. So when we're asking, how is it possible to be in a process of sanctification? How is it possible to become holy? Your answer is in the living word of God. The process of sanctification, the process of becoming holy, so that God can then use us in the calling that he has put upon our lives, is to submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and flee from him. Become closer to God in all of your ways and he will come closer to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Meaning let your yes be yes, meaning let your no be no. 
The process of sanctification is in this verse. Verse 8, cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts. Cleanse your hands and purify your hearts. It didn't say, cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts. And that was the end of it. But then he added, ye double-minded. Meaning that God knows. He knows not only what is in our hearts, but he knows what is in our minds also. Human beings have a tendency to jump from one project to another or to uh, jump from one religion to another in the process of seeking for something greater than themselves. But the answer is in you. God knows that many, myself included, human beings are double-minded by nature. One minute we might feel a certain way and then the next minute our mood changes. We decided to, uh, you know, do X and Y project. And then next week we're not doing that project anymore. We need to stop being double-minded. Stop looking for a back door. The only way to true freedom is seeking his face daily, seeking the face of Jesus Christ. Seek him and all of these things shall be added unto you. Submit your thoughts, your ways of being, your conduct, your behavior, your body, submit it all unto obedience to God. And when you wake up and realize that things are not as complicated as you're making it to be, things are actually quite simple. When you wake up and realize that it would, wouldn't it be easier to just submit myself completely to God? Wouldn't it be easier to wake up and know that I was created to worship him? I was created to praise him who has delivered me? That I was created to answer his call. The call that he has for my life. You won't find his call seeking things of the flesh. You will not find his call seeking temporary pleasures. Because the call of God does not live in the flesh. The call of God lives in eternity as part of our inheritance as his children. God did not call us 
for any other purpose. He called us for his purpose. He called us to be justified. He called us to be sanctified. Amen. And I'll prove it to you. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse seven. For God has not called us for the purpose of impurity, but in sanctification. He didn't call us to dance at the club, to dance on a pole. He didn't call us to live a life of impurity on the street corner. He didn't call us to live for our own fleshly desires. He called us for his purpose but in sanctification. Renew your minds, saints. Your prayer should always be, God, renew my mind, transform my heart, transform my spirit, transform my body, transform my soul, transform my life for the glory of your kingdom. And sanctify me, cleanse me daily, as I seek the face of Jesus Christ on the cross. Amen? Now I've come to understand Romans 8.28 a whole lot better than before. When it says all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. I now understand this better because if I'm being honest here, and I, my goal is to always be as honest as possible, as transparent as possible, because that's, that's how Jesus was with, with his disciples. You know, they sat together, they ate together, they prayed together, they, they laid hands on the sick together. But when there were problems, they came to, to, to each other in prayer. And that's the way it should be. When there's a problem, go to your brother, go to your sister in prayer. Ask for forgiveness. And be honest. Be yourself. Amen. So if I look at my own journey to waking up <laughs> one day and realizing that I wasn't put on this earth for any other purpose except for God's purpose, a light bulb went off. I used to work at a job where, um, you know, I was in, in a professional position, you know, working with uh, temp employees at a distribution site. I won't name the name. And I remember being at my cubicle one day and I remember the secretary walking past my cubicle and she came back to where my cubicle was because she noticed that I had Psalm 23, five on my computer. 
Thou anointest my head with oil. Amen. My cup runneth over. We we know that 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 verse very well. And she saw the verse and she asked me whether I was supposed to have that verse on my laptop, whether I knew what the policy was. And so then I was I was puzzled as you could imagine. And then I remember later on getting an email from the head of HR telling me that it was against policy for me to have a Bible verse on my computer. Can you imagine? I got a taste, a little taste of what persecution is. And I say little because we have saints all over the world in underground churches getting beat, getting raped, getting murdered, having their lives completely destroyed because they decided to pick up their cross and to follow Jesus. How many of us can say that we've been in a situation like that and have continued to pick up our cross and to seek the face of Jesus on a daily basis, knowing that the guarantee of persecution is a reality? How many of us can continue to praise Jesus even in the midst of persecution? But you know what it taught me? It taught me that this is the price that is going to be paid as a result of picking up your cross and following him who has delivered you from your sin, from your impurity, from your old life. That's the price that we, that, that's what we signed up for saints. So I should not have been surprised but it was a wake-up call. It told me that this is not my purpose. My purpose lives in the calling that God has for me. Not in the purpose of man. Not in the purpose of the world. Not in the purpose of the things of the flesh. My purpose is in the, the things of the spirit. My purpose is tied to the calling that God has for me, which is eternal. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the saints said, praise the Lord. So the next time you think about what is a calling? That, my friend, is between you and the Lord. That's between you and the Lord. My Father and my God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, this should be your prayer. Reveal to me the truth of the calling that you have upon my life. Reveal to me your ways. Reveal to me your instruction. Reveal to me how I can be obedient unto your word. Give me the grace to be obedient unto your word. Give me the grace to follow your instruction. Give me the grace to answer to the calling that you have put upon my life. Give me the grace 
as you reveal your calling upon my life to seek sanctification on a daily basis by your Holy Spirit, by the, the Spirit that you sent to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen? So as we come to a close, let us remember that when we're asking the Lord to transform us by the renewing of our minds, Our focus is to be like Christ, to be Christ-like. That is the process of sanctification. Daily, we are being cleansed. Daily, we are being cleansed from sin by his Holy Spirit. And as we learn more, about the calling on our lives from God, know that we will always be in a spiritual battle. There, there will always be things around us, in our environment, at work, even within our own families that will try to pull us in different directions. If I said to you that the moment that you got saved, that would be the end of all of your problems, I would be a liar. And at that point, I would have to repent because the reality is the moment when you get saved is when many of the problems start. <laughs> I'm a testimony of it. But it, it doesn't mean that God does not bless us his children. He blesses us all of the time. It doesn't mean that uh, God does not protect us from the enemy, from dangers. Because the reality is God does protect us. God looks out for us in ways sometimes that we may not be able to understand. Because that is the mystery of who God is. Plans will come, plans will change, but the only thing that remains the same is God. He's the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he will be the same tomorrow. But know that even in the midst of your spiritual battle, God is working on us. He's molding us into his masterpiece. We may not always have the right tools, 
We may not always know what to do. But when we're in that space of not knowing what to do, we need to hide ourselves in God. We need to seek the face of Jesus. Because the process of sanctification and being in spiritual battles will last until our sinful nature is finally destroyed in heaven. When we're finally seated at the right hand of the Father. Now we know that the process of sanctification is complete. When Jesus returns. When you're in the middle of a storm and you don't know what the outcome is, know that you have already won the victory. Know that even if you're in the middle of a battle, the victory was already won on the cross for you. Don't doubt the calling that God has over your life. Don't doubt it. He is a God of infinite possibilities and infinite impossibilities. Meaning, just because you can't see where God is taking you doesn't mean that you won't get there. It doesn't mean that you won't get there. Allow him to work on you. Allow his spirit, his Holy Spirit to cleanse you of your sins on a daily basis and submit all thoughts unto him who has delivered you. Submit your mind, body, soul, and spirit, your resources, everything that you are, submit it to God. It's simple, submit it unto him who has delivered you and continue to seek his face. Father God, I thank you for this time of fellowship with our listeners. I pray that wherever they are, at the sound of my voice and with the power and authority of the Holy Spirit invested in me, that they encounter with you, not just today, not just one day, but every day. And that you transform their lives in ways big and small. Transform their lives in ways that they may not even be able to conceive. Allow the listeners, O oh Lord, to become one with you, to become one with your word, and to become one with the Holy Spirit. I pray peace over every listener. I pray joy. I pray for compassion, for mercy over every listener. And I pray that as they seek the face of Jesus Christ, 
that you reveal the calling that you have upon their lives. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. May his face shine upon you forever and ever and ever. Amen and amen. This is Fearless for Christ. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time. God bless you.